0: Hi, this is Dave Glatley, the Sovereign Grand Commander of the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction Scottish Rite, saying you're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast.
1: Starring Pete Brugieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason.
2: And Jack! Hey, that's me. Hey
3: everybody, it's Pete from Masonic Lake Podcast. Uh, Jason wants me to be positive, so here we are. Positive Pete. It's episode 41. (laughs) Or maybe it's episode 40.5 or 42, but I think it's
4: 41. I'm positive that it's after 40. There we go.
3: So, um...
4: This is 41. The other one was 40.5.
3: Yes. There we go.
5: Which we have not aired that.
4: Right. Privately, we have Because it really should be aborted. (laughs) No.
5: No, 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 no. So, the the
3: episode in which we're talking, in case we never release it, Larry and I did a show by ourselves. Um, we just turned on our microphone and started recording, and we thought so it was drunken really
4: stumble is what it was. <laughs>
3: um, so, Larry,
5: yeah, because no,
3: yeah. I know you have nothing. So, I have nothing. What have you done the past couple weeks in Freemasonry?
5: Other than uh, breakfast with Goose and gridiron, that's it, pretty much.
3: And your wife's home from France.
5: Yes, I picked her up lodge night. So, yeah, she's home. Yeah, yep. You missed a great night,
4: <laughs> Jack. <laughs> what have you got going on? Uh, not too much. Uh, this will probably be the last episode that I whine about the basement at my lodge. It looks pretty on because, Facebook. oh man, it is going to be so cool. It, we're trying to model it after Gothic Hall at Pennsylvania Grand Lodge. So it's, uh, it's old looking, it's red cushions and it's, it's, it's great. Anybody it's that's beautiful. listening that wants it's to beautiful. see a, a really cool lodge, we have one in Africa. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't claim anything beyond that, but we've got good ritual and, uh, and a beautiful Honestly,
3: lodge. as far as that town goes, that
4: lodge is pretty much the most exciting thing <laughs> that no one knows about.
5: <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Are you going to have some kind of a celebratory, celebratory opening? Or? Well,
4: um, because Freemasonry in Pennsylvania in the First Masonic District is so tightly programmed that we're, um, there's not a lot of time to have a big hoo-ha, grand opening, ribbon-cutting thing. So we're by the time this airs, this will have happened last week. But um, we're having a what what we're calling a soft opening tonight. Um, there's a f- few things construction wise that aren't done, and and some other stuff that uh, who, if, if there's anybody listening to this show really doesn't want to hear about. Um, but we're almost we're almost there, and then we'll have our, our formal opening in December.
3: Are you going to bring a priest over to?
4: get the demons out. No, we're, g- <laughs> we're going to get the commander of the uh, Knights of Columbus. to Come over. Okay. To. I Maybe old, the odd fellas
3: will come. I have an in there. I need an old priest and a new
6: priest. Old priest <laughs> and a priest. and young Jason, you've had a lot going on. I have. I've had a ton going on. Lodge 43 stayed in meeting, which was, our, with, with, I can't talk, which was our veterans program. And we did a sojourner's flag ceremony. I think all of our lodges have done that. Um, But we cut the meeting pretty short, and we reopened and conferred uh, all three degrees on a staff sergeant in the army who will be deploying in January. But he's got six weeks of training, so he's pretty much out of here now to get ready for his deployment to Jordan, I believe. So that was pretty cool. We didn't get out till about eleven thirty. That's what Mahar from our lodge is deployed here from Jordan. Yeah, right. Kind of really. Yeah. Awkward, and uh, and and our our brother is going to go into harm's way, and brother Mahar unfortunately was in harm's way, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we we talk about Mahar on the show, but he was in a nasty car accident. I hear he's doing well, but uh, you know, send uh, send a thank you card, thank you card, send a get well card to Masonic Light, and we'll send it to Mahar, I guess. Tots and pears. So, the day after the state meeting, we had three. Master Mason degrees and an entered apprentice degree, which normally we do our highest degrees first, reverse them so the master Mason can stay for the fellow craft, stay for the entered apprentice, what have you. Uh, my dual membership lodge, your lodge at the moment, <clears throat> also had a it's first degree. Lodge. A first degree and a second degree on the same night and uh, they needed a couple extra people to fill in the seats for some unforeseen absences so we did the first degrees first they did the first and second we did our first and three thirds I was able to confer the first degree um One of our past masters conferred the first degree in forty three. Then we switched. I went back over to help with the thirds, and our past master from forty three did the fellow craft in four seventy six, and then came back. Are you writing this all down to do the short third? What was going on in four seventy six? They needed all this help. I had a couple guys call out. Oh, okay, that's odd. And then on Friday, Lodge forty three had our annual banquet, which was also my mother's sixty fifth birthday. So if you've been paying attention, my fortieth birthday a couple weeks ago, and it was my mom's sixty fifth, and said, Mom, I'll skip my banquet if you want. And she said, actually, I'll go. So my wife stayed home with the kids, and I took my mom to the annual banquet. So that was pretty cool. That's very cool. And I think that's about it. I'll interrupt somebody if I got more.
3: Uh, It's just me left and uh, Pete, and I don't really have anything. Uh, Nothing official. Uh, Unofficially, I've been a sourpuss, but officially, nothing really going on. So uh, we'll take a quick break, I guess. back. But we're not back in the basement. We are... We made an executive decision to um, can, scrap,
6: save... Well, you guys did 40... Point 0.5 right and then we did 41 one, and 41 was so bad that we're doing we're, we're calling it 40.75 yeah
3: this <laughs> but 40. for us <laughs> like when we decide that we're being too negative yeah that's bad yeah if we self police and we're too negative so
6: um so we think that you heard last we that did we, our introductions gonna, yeah we did our introductions we're going to talk about cornerstone briefly right we should
3: right, and that was as a video that um, the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania or was authorized by the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, geared for younger bases, geared for men under forty,
6: so go ahead, Jason. well, the video was just released uh, this week, and a really cool video kind of uh, in the style of what the Grand Lodge of Maryland had done, and also lots of uh, whoosh. yeah lots of whoosh, whoosh, and uh kind of like what the scottish right wooshy. which we'll talk about the scottish right in a little bit here but uh, yeah it's a cool video cornerstone i believe is a group that is uh, put together by you know one of the district deputies and headed by a few uh, past masters current worship masters in our districts geared towards younger men and it looks like they're going to be doing some events to attract some younger members so good luck maybe they'll come on the show someday all right,
3: uh,
5: Larry, did you have a comment on the on the Cornerstone group? Cornerstone, yeah, I love the music. I love the music because I'm a Doctor Who fan, and it just reminded me of Doctor Who. I expected the call box to show up in there somewhere. That's my comment. No, it was good video. It was, I think it was well done. I think it was very well done. And from what I understand, there, there were a lot of... Uh, Uh, It kind of went, what do they call that, when it gets maximum exposure and people start... Viral. Viral, yeah. It kind of went viral, which is good, which is what it's meant to be.
6: And we've shared it on our page. You know, real quick, before we continue talking about it, we should mention the... uh, Where we are. Where we are. Where are we, Larry? We are at the Goose and Gridiron breakfast this morning, and we
5: had an overwhelming crowd, which is just phenomenal. And uh, we're here, and we're actually recording live right now.
6: All of the money that Grand Lodge has given us to try to stop, we've used to buy more and more equipment. So we have, like, 30 guys here. Grand, grand, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. I, grand, I take yes, that back, yes. Grand Lodge has not said anything to us. Just a disclaimer. All right,
4: Jack, your, uh, your, your thoughts on the Cornerstone, real quick. Real quick, uh, I think it's great um, if we open up new channels to reach people. Jason has always been about variety in reaching out and communicating. And I think that's very important because the new generation communicates very differently than my generation, which d- communicates differently than the generations you know, ahead of us. So I think it's a great idea to reach out. I, what my hope is that um, we, we don't turn our backs on guys like me who are over 40 and uh, in, in an effort to bring in guys that are under 40, because I've learned a lot from the older guys in my lodge. And that's really what Freemasonry is supposed to be about, is the, the three pillars, wisdom, strength, and beauty. Is anybody older than you in your lodge? Everybody's Everybody old. is speaking, older than me speaking in my lodge.
5: which, uh, we have a young gentleman here. Who was just who just became a uh, a brother in the lodge, entered uh, an apprentice, and that's Tony Gibble. Why don't you say, hey, tell us about your experience? Let's ask him if well, you want what he can the show talk first. about. What you can talk about?
2: What I can talk about. Yeah, uh, it's been an amazing experience thus far. Um, met. a great group of
4: guys. Did he sign a waiver yet? <laughs> <laughs> a release form? You feel
2: like you've been put on the spot.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be on TMZ later.
3: <laughs> He's a professional photographer. At least we're not taking pictures and setting him out. Yeah, you
2: usually hide behind a camera, not like speaking into a a, a microphone, microphone yeah.
5: that about 40,000 people are going to hear in 62 countries. So it's <laughs> Tony Gibble Photography in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm going to give him a plug. He's great.
3: So here's, here's my advice to you. And we kind of we, we talked about you guys if your ears were burning the other day. There is the fellowship that you see in this room, is kind of what I was looking for when I joined Freemasonry, and I never found it till. The past couple of years, I found it in a few different groups and here. So I don't want you guys to be disheartened when you get through the process and you go to the lodge, and it's the same old, same old that we've been doing for 200 years. I mean, nice, ritualistic opening, reading the minutes, paying the bills, a lackluster presentation, and then we close, and it's just like, you wonder... I just lost the 45 minutes of my life well the meetings are no, just wait that wait
4: a minute when, when I speak all right, it's not all right. we're, we're, we started we started down a river that we've been just down saying, before
3: just saying this kind of fellowship <laughs> that you're experiencing here is I think what you're going to get the most out of Freemasonry it's what we all get amen. the most out of
6: amen I well, agree yeah the meetings are yeah. mandatory I mean not mandatory attendance but we have to have the meetings to be organized and but this is the real deal. I would like to point out, though, that we didn't think that, uh, I mean, Lamberton had asked that I do Tony's degree, and because of a conflict of schedules, I couldn't. And in a uh, an even more conflicted evening, I was able to do his degree.
3: That's awesome. It is awesome. Really so insane. we don't want to put you on the spot. Anything else, Tony? Are you good? You... I, I'm I'm good.
4: <laughs>
3: All, right. All right. Well, That's
4: thanks for coming to on the
3: show. He had the deer in the headlights <laughs> now, look, so I figured you, I'd save him.
5: If you haven't
6: listened to the show, you will now. <laughs>
4: yeah, now I, now I have to. <laughs> Good seeing you, Tony. Good to see you guys. I, right.
6: I would like to add that you know we have um, three shows that I'm going to have to somehow. Well, that's why you make that's why you make the, that's why you make the big bucks. Yes, let, let
4: me let me drop back to something that Pete just said about um, he, he thought that this kind of fellowship is what there was going to be. Um, it goes back to my thing about making the change you want to see, right? And it's because of you and Larry that this breakfast. Association happen, I think, in a couple other guys. Pete, mainly out, Larry. And I, I don't know, um, but but you wanted something more, and you made it happen, and that's what more people need to take ownership of, right? If you want to see a change in your lodge, you have to be the
6: change that you want to see. So, if your lodge is falling apart and you're a past master, you should uh, I, that, that's take uh, an active I'm role you, in uh, fixing it. That was Jeff Moir
2: of yeah, Jeff Moir mentoring I, I think I'm on double secret extra probation because I don't have a mic. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a really here. good, and, really good reason. You can hold on you on my mind mic. To go to the Sonic Center to help make pies. <laughs> Now I have two mics, so. But Pete, uh, you it's know. Just like that video we showed you. So, so what he, what he, what uh, Jack just said about making the change happen, you know, we we've had a discussion of you having a snit fit and leaving District One and going to Five. No. Yes. So, you know, one one. Of, I'm making my change happen. Yeah. Well, in one of our charges, it, uh, in it says something to the effect that you know, even when someone's behavior is justly reprehensible. Well, you, you, we don't want to do exact so words, first but seven
1: words but, but, I so, like, so, but, but anyway <laughs> so.
2: that being said with you're not liking the behavior in your lodge but now you're doing the same thing oh my God. you're no, no. I I, I was um, beating my head into the wall, giving advice that the people weren't
3: listening to. So to save my sanity and save myself from poisoning all these new young guys coming in, I'm just taking my talents to another city, just like LeBron James. And you see how well that worked out for him. He you're won a championship. Talents. Are, are you in love with yourself? I am. Well, talents?
4: A, l- a little. I, bit. Does that mean you you're going to get another ring?
2: I you yeah. like thin, thin <laughs> skin. <laughs> uh. I mean, i this is a side of you I've never seen before. So, and, and by the way, I could probably have you blackballed in District 5. Thank I appreciate that. I uh, love That's very Masonic. Oh,
3: gee. Right, so, but for the right reason. If we're done beating on me, because usually it's Larry.
2: Um, my, no, I, we're not done with you yet. <laughs> does, uh, does, I'm, I'm trying to change your mind.
6: No uh, th- this this is not the venue to do that. Nobody has uh nobody has introduced our our extra contributor, by the way. That's oh. Jeff Moyer who's with us.
5: Jeff Moyer, yeah. 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 yeah.
6: yeah, I I
2: didn't pay my phone bill, so I can't call in anymore. Oh well I'm that's
5: not that that's for my be... mojo
2: magical or whatever it is you guys. <laughs>
6: We have no clue what, I, what, I, what we
2: call it. But. It changes. Yeah. It's, it's fluid.
6: <laughs> Jeff, I know we have one in the can that we can we can plug in, but are you prepared? Can you ad-lib one and do one live well, right now? That's that was my mentoring moment oh. with the Pete. And that was Jeff's so, magical mojo mentoring minute. Yeah. So, so those of you
2: out there who don't know Pete very well. He's like, do what I say or I'll get you blackballed. He, okay, he's that's very, mentoring. Pete, Pete's that's a, a very strong type A personality, but now I'm seeing a very, very temperamental. Passive aggressive. Thin skin side of you, obviously. Oh my it's man. the meds. So. It's the it's the. I, I wish you the best in District Five. And uh, when are you moving? Um, <laughs>
3: if I'm if I'm
2: accepted, if I'm accepted,
3: it'll be tonight. Um, so. Do you need help packing? <laughs> if not, I'm gonna have to beg those guys from the uh, Manitoba um, virtual lodge. Me, I'll have to buy them a virtual cake or something. Let me let me <laughs> we, let me pack up that pass master's jewel try. for
2: you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So back to Cornerstone. Yeah. Um, I'll just close out on that. I'm finished. You're done. I can go make pies. <laughs> go make pies with the old men. Okay. Um, the over 40 guys. Yeah. So so, I, the, I just say it's a great over. idea. Anything that anybody's willing to do in their volunteer time. Pies don't To help this organization. I'm all for it. I do agree. I think it should be. At least just don't use the words. Don't use the words for men under 40. Because it automatically just kind of like puts a few people off. Right. Just say new masons. It probably is going to be younger guys. but,
6: but I, I think if they gear their activities and they gear their marketing or whatever it is towards a younger crowd, but it's open to everybody, they'll attract the crowd that they want. And they'll probably be some surprised by some of the people who want to participate as well. Right. And that's
4: all well and good, but we have to give them what we tell them we have. If we don't if we don't do those things that we purport to do, then they'll get in and they'll come to a stated meeting, and and we'll share the video on our on our, pod, on our uh, Facebook
3: page, so you can see it. I mean, it basically says we're gonna make good men better. Yep. like we always did, but it gets more a little more specific, um, like mentoring, life, blah, blah blah blah. So the reason one of the reasons besides our show being horrible, one of the reasons why we're redoing it. Is we got a thing in the mail. Oh, you mean our last show, not just in general. The last show. Okay. Um, So when we come back. (laughs) 40.75. The um, Northern Masonic Jurisdiction of the Scottish Rite sent out a survey called the Path Forward. So when we come back, we're going to talk about this survey. And it's um, a lot of things we've been saying, but now it's actually scientific. So we'll be right back.
6: It's Jason, and you're listening to Masonic Light Podcast, episode number 41. Officially, this will be episode number 41. You've heard some some jokes about the multiple recordings. So this has been a fun week, and uh, one of the joys that I have at the show is the uh, being the producer and putting the final package together for you all. Uh, so, you know, Pete and Larry went uh, rogue and recorded a little bit on their own. Uh, then we followed up at Monarch Studios and then ultimately at Goose and Gridiron Breakfast, which, which you already know, but uh, we'll what we didn't know at that time uh, while we were talking about the path forward and the new survey that the Scottish Rite has. Uh as released, uh, you know, was a project that was started by sovereign grand commander McNaughton and uh, followed up by David A. Glatley up here in the Northern Masonic jurisdiction. Well, little did we know later in that day uh, that Pete would uh, be able to spend some time with the sovereign grand commander and uh, the sovereign grand commander actually uh, gave us a little bit of time to talk to him at the Harrisburg Scottish Rite reunion. So instead of playing all of our thoughts uh, and critiques and, uh, which were, you know, by and large positive. We're going, to, we're going to scrap that today and we're going to go right to the interview uh, with the Sovereign Grand Commander. And maybe at a, a following show, we can follow up with our thoughts once we have an opportunity for it all to digest. Uh, we are very gracious and a big shout out and thank you to the Sovereign Grand Commander, David A. Glatley, and also his uh, travel partner, Michael Russell, who is the VP of Charity and Development. And uh, without further ado, let's listen to that interview. <music>
3: And we're here at Masonic Light Podcast. We have a special couple guests today. Um, Let's see if we can get the full title correct. David Glatley, 33rd Degree, Sovereign Grand Commander, and Michael Russell. He's Vice President of Charities, Director of Development for the Scottish Rite Northern Masonic jurisdiction. Michael has an easier name.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, thank you guys for um, agreeing to be on our silly show. Um, it's weird how we got in this. We were all, gr- we were a very grumpy gr- group. and we, hey,
6: hey, hey, speak for yourself.
3: He's our positive one. Um, <laughs> and we were grumping about how Freemasonry is doing everything wrong and they don't get it. And then we saw your survey. Yep. And I made, I was like, oh my gosh, somebody like gets it Somebody finally gets it And okay. uh, then I saw Tom Tom, uh, who's quiet off to my back right um, He messaged over here and messaged to David Like, hey, these guys uh, like what you did So um, thank you very much Could uh, So David um, Pleasure to be here with you uh, Could you tell us a little bit about the path forward? Well, sure. It started under
0: Commander McNaughton, my predecessor, uh, pretty much two years ago now. He was interested in getting a survey done so he could write a book uh, to explain uh, where Freemasonry is today. And uh, we hired a consulting firm uh, you know, called Zirconi Brown out of Boston, and uh, they're a professional company that did a, um, a survey for us across the country. Uh, we interviewed a thousand non-Masons, and we also interviewed several hundred, uh, maybe a thousand Scottish Rite Masons with different questions. The interesting part about the non-Mason survey is once uh, uh, people started responding to that and to find that the values of Freemasonry are really what a lot of um, men are looking for out there, regardless of age. There was all various ages and various parts of the country. The thing we found out is that, that there is nothing wrong with the product of Freemasonry, absolutely nothing. And we realized that the problem is our marketing.
3: And our marketing previously was all geared as like what do you think was the not so the not good message not so effective message that well, we were giving out before
0: I think uh, so many people didn't know how to explain masonry out there to people and there really was, was no uh, no organized marketing effort i think the marketing effort came uh, even by some lodges on their own or or by you know grand lodges so um after the results that we found, we thought that uh, we could be effective as a northern jurisdiction and uh, provide some marketing materials for Freemasonry. Uh, once, once we found that, um, we, we kind of knew the direction, and this consulting firm was very special because all of a sudden they understood us. And which was very hard for non-Masons to understand us, and they did. And uh, they helped us come up with some great um, phrases and sayings and things to market. And uh, they came up with five different uh, storyboards for us to make commercials. And uh, we we picked one and went ahead with it, and that's the first one that's uh, out there right now. So we have more to come down the road as our as we stretch out our budgets to get them done because these are done professionally and
7: it's a it's a high budget item. I think I think that an aha moment for Commander McNaughton and the entire team was uh, I I think we didn't really take care of our members to answer your question and something that commander mcnaughton really started a few years ago was re sloganing remodeling the scottish right to be 32nd degree masons and that we will strive to be a fraternity that fulfills our masonic obligation to care for our own members not just caring for communities and not just caring for the world but we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of others and i think that that really is driven from results from the survey under Commander McNaughton and now under Commander Glatley is really what's kind of driving the entire marketing presence of the Scottish Rite. How does a good man become even better?
4: By working out? Or by working his way up the corporate ladder? By changing his diet?
5: or by changing
0: a style, by traveling the world, or by staying perfectly still. For 300 years, we've helped good men become the best versions of themselves through a dedicated fraternity and by taking an oath to live a life of integrity, service, and brotherly love. Men who are as committed to each other and their families as they are to our noble cause. In the end, we
3: don't just make men better. We make them masons. Not just a man, a mason. Let's talk a little bit about what you were doing uh, with Hurricane Sandy?
0: Well, uh, within a week of Hurricane Sandy, um, we, we had boots on the ground there with uh, the gift cards that uh, Commander McNaughton sent down $90,000 worth on the first week. We wound up Distributing over two hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, five hundred dollar gift cards, and we did three per masonic family, widows, whatever, right off the bat, and um, they, they they could use those for ready cash. And um, some of the people that came up to me as we distributed the cards, one couple said, uh, "Dave, do you see these clothes we're wearing?" They're not our clothes. A neighbor gave them to us. We don't have any clothes. And um, one of the widows said, uh, my husband always said that if I ran into trouble, the Masons would help me. I was beginning to think you guys forgot about that. Oh, wow. And uh, another couple told me that they didn't listen to Governor Christie and they stayed in their house. They didn't evacuate. And as the water came in through the living room, they scurried upstairs and the house shook and the water... Uh, with the wind and everything, and and they were in darkness, and they and when the sunlight finally came in, they went down the steps to their living room and had fish swimming in their living room. So um, you, you, it was bad. It yeah. was bad.
3: Yeah, you don't expect that in the Northeast. You don't. Yeah, that's. Well, oh, that's pretty powerful.
7: So we had sent uh, down, uh, and and Dave had reached out to the Sovereign Grand Inspector General SGIG, which is the equivalent of the deputy here, the head of the state in Texas, and got a hold of him. And we sent uh, two hundred thousand, yeah. two hundred thousand dollars in gift cards down for Masons and their families um, to support any way they needed. No questions asked if they if they had requested help. We we were there to help because again, we're want to take care of our members, our members, our third-degree masons and their families. And and you realize the states and the territory
0: we are taking care of aren't part of the northern jurisdiction. Right. The southern jurisdiction doesn't have an almoners fund like we have. Right. So we, we have the resources, mm-hmm. so we reached out to help. Right. We sent $150,000 worth of cards to the Grand Lodge of Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently we sent $40,000 worth of cards to the Grand Master of uh, Puerto Rico. And um, we hope he receives them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's still a g- mail somewhere. Yeah, everything's delayed in Puerto Rico. It's, it's such a mess down there. And, and um, as of the other day, I think they were still 50 percent without power.
7: Mm-hmm. And our cards don't work if there's no power. Wow. Well, and even the pin that Dave's wearing right there is, it's something called the Commander's Circle for someone who gives a, a $10,000 donation to the Grand Dominers Fund. And the Grand Dominors Fund is really the fund that supports all of this money to support our members. It truly is one of the most magnificent things, in my opinion, in Freemasonry.
3: One of the um, other things I noticed from, I guess, from the Northern Light and from the uh, survey— um, In Pennsylvania, we have what's called the Master Builder Program, and it looks like you guys are starting something similar in the Scottish Rite. We have
0: a team that is amazing that just put together an education program that's rather deep. And um, I'm trying to think of the name of it right now, but it uh, it, it in French it means higher higher degrees. And it's it's uh, basically a three-part program. And um, I looked at it and I said, well, I could probably do the first section, but I don't think I would get through the second or third section. So it is a it's a its cha- I could do it. I mean, it, it's going to take um, a, a lot of effort to. Uh, to, to to reach this uh, uh, level of education, um, and it's uh,
7: very very well done by Oates Grades Academy. Say it again, Michael. HOTS H A U T S Grades Academy. Yeah, so it's kind of like Hogwarts. Yeah, it's like Hogwarts, but cooler.
6: And we, and we teach the muggles how to be a <laughs> magician. And you have quite a quite a dream team of, of scholars on yeah, that. Yeah, Muhammad uh, Yatim
7: and and Moses uh, Moises Gomez.
0: It's um, uh, Muhammad Yatim, Yasser Al Kahib. Oh yes. And uh, Oscar Allen. Oscar Allen. Yeah. They're from New Jersey, Pennsylvania,
6: and New York. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had Oscar on the show now did I did I see that Chris Hodap is involved in that as well or did he just share that across his no Chris uh, yeah. they're, they're putting together the
0: board of um- Directors, if you will, that are going to review um, all of the work being turned in, and uh, Chris Hodap has accepted to be part of that board. Kind of like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. There you go. You're right about that. Yeah. They are extraordinary <laughs> gentlemen, and this is scheduled to be launched in January. And there are no dummies. There, there's some teasers out there now. They put a, they put together uh, maybe 20 quizzes that are on the site right now, and. Uh, the, this this fully education launch is scheduled for January, and uh, it really looks good. We we had a lot of people c- craving that type of thing, and Southern Jurisdiction has has theirs, and so we wanted to make sure we were taking care of our members, and that's what our survey, our Scott Rights
3: survey said. That's what members were looking for, so we're responding.
6: I'm excited. I signed up on the mailing list. So Woohoo.
3: yeah, I I, yeah. I think that's an opportunity for. Um, You know, what we realize on the show is we're kind of spoiled here in this part of Pennsylvania. Um, Pennsylvania Grand Lodge does a lot, but we have almost every appendant body. We can go to Elizabethtown and see the Academy of Masonic Knowledge, but we have our brothers that are in some of these other states that they don't have many options to learn some of this stuff unless they go hunt it in books. And, you know, it's nice for them to have a kind of a path.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all over it's all over the internet and there is uh, no no cost, no charge
3: to it. Okay, we'll let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sounds good. So I was not on the tour,
7: but tell me about it. You guys saw our, 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 our Masonic building? We did. And the Learning Center. We did. We started in the Learning Center, and they had just done some incredible work in there. Repainted, uh, repainted the rooms with different colors, and, and um, getting to see, you know, I, I am newer to this position, and it's the second Learning Center I've seen, and it's every time I go, it's just magnificent. As you walk down through the Learning Center on the right-hand side, they have a, a tree, Uh, painted on the wall with chalkboard paint and the tree has the pictures of all the youth and as they progress throughout the program they progress throughout the tree and it really is a visual representation of how our centers are impacting the lives of those 26 youth on that tree as they branch out, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you, can, you can just see how the faces of those kids light up when they see, as they were walking in the center when we were leaving, right? They were lighting up to see their teachers because they got, they get to teach them how to do something that we all take advantage for. So for the non-Scottish Rape Masons that are
3: listening, tell, can you just give a 30-second elevator speech on what the Masonic Learning Centers sure. are for?
7: So um, dyslexia is uh, it's a debilitating disorder that impacts and impedes life's most simple tasks. Um, it, uh, it flips letters and numbers um, for when you're reading. You may read things backwards or forwards, um, up to down. And the learning centers help youth um, specifically uh, to learn how to focus on certain letters, certain numbers. It even teaches them about certain fonts that they can use. Instead of using an Arial or a Sans Serif or a Serif, it shows them that an Arial font is better for them because there are black letters okay. versus reading a Times New Roman that has tails. Little things like that that you learn now make it easier for you as... As a youth, to be able to read and to be able to read well, and, and really focusing over a number of years helps them dramatically.
3: And this uh, program's free.
7: It's uh, yeah, it's completely free for the youth. Absolutely free. Um, we, um,
0: it's about a two-year program for most of the children. They're, um, uh, we we remediate them is is the word. They're not cured, so to speak. They're right. remediated so that to help them to read, and uh, that could be very scary for a child to be in a classroom and get called upon to read, and the other children make fun of them because they can't read the letters like you and I can. Um, We have a past grandmaster of New Jersey that speaks um, quite a bit about dyslexia because he was dyslexic as a child, and he told us that um, Sunday night was the worst night of the week for him because he knew if he closed his eyes, he'd wake up and have to go to school in the morning. Oh, wow. And he was so fearful of having to go there and, and get called upon in class to get mm-hmm. up and, and speak. And you hear this from the, from other people that are dyslexic. Yep. So we're doing a, we're doing the right thing. We have a lot of children on the waiting list to get in, um,
7: but we're doing our best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have forty two centers throughout the Northern Masonic fifteen states in thirteen of the fifteen <laughs> states, and about eight hundred and sixty total youth are active in the program right now.
3: Very nice. And um, you guys are trying to get around to see all the valleys and all the learning centers? Yeah, I have a goal of visiting all the valleys. I think we have 103 or 104 of them, but that's over 10
0: years. Okay. And so um, I'm trying to pick up the average right now at the beginning, so when I get tired (laughs) near the end of my (laughs) 10-year term, I can coast a little bit. At this pace, he may be done in two years. Who knows? (laughs) Not done um, with his job, but done with all the valley visitation. (laughs) But, yeah, I I just keep accepting the invitations if my schedule's clear. And and so you had dinner dinner
3: last night with the uh, Valley of Lancaster valley lancaster officers
0: officers and um some of the 33rds we had a nice visit with them Um, we did uh, uh, besides the learning center in their facility they have some beautiful lodge rooms and um, i saw the room where the valley um, holds their Mm -hmm. functions and uh, it's quite a nice facility
3: yeah once you you go in the back and the costume rooms and the makeup rooms Mm -hmm. it's really professional
0: yeah, really a, really a very nice uh, facility in the Valley of Lanc- Lancaster. does a great job mm-hmm. with what they do. And uh, w- one thing we saw was their uh, fundraising operation there for the, oh, so cool. for the dyslexia centers. They're, they've sold uh, 2,000 pies. Yeah. And uh, we saw the boxes for the pies, and we saw the boxes of eggs and everything they're going to put together for it. It's just unbelievable all the work that, that, the, it, that cool. the Valley does to support the dyslexia center. Yeah, I
3: got—you um, know, it goes back— in, it, it, you just need to ask people. Mm-hmm. So I've not been the most active Scottish Rape Mason. I'm a good dues-paying member, but <laughs> not the most active. <laughs> that makes that you good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it was like two years ago. I was in the center, and somebody goes, hey, Pete, can you help out with pies tomorrow? Sure. You know, you ask, so I'll do it. And, uh, yeah, because I think I was the only person under... Under sixty in the room, <laughs> I had the the heaviest lifting job, pulling the hot pies out of the commercial <laughs> ovens, and I left with like little itty
7: bitty burns all over my arms. Oh goodness! So uh, it's a mean operation. I've I've not seen anything like it. It's physically
3: intensive when they make the pies.
7: Mm-hmm. It's um, we got a full forty minute tour of the kitchen. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Um, (laughs) we got a great picture of it too. Yeah, yeah. Dave meeting with a a few of the uh, tour guides. It's pretty. Pretty. Was he wearing a hairnet? (laughs) Well, (laughs) they weren't cooking at the (laughs) time. They didn't have hair either.
0: (laughs) But it is it is uh, it is interesting getting around to see people in the various valleys. Uh, I was in. Cincinnati last week and Pittsburgh the week before. Uh, I had a chance to get up to uh, Portland, Maine, and uh, we've got a lot of other valleys on the schedule, but it's just so interesting to see how they do things. And one of the phrases I like to use is that we all do the same thing differently. And uh, it sounds like an old George Carlin line or something, but uh, uh, we all we all arrive at this, the same and the same goal, but how it's done in each valley is different, and that's very interesting to me to see the the, the, the certain touches each valley puts on, you know, for their own degrees and and everything they do. It's a, it's, it's really nice.
3: Are there any um, any challenges, any requests, anything that you'd like us and our listeners maybe to try and you know try and improve ourselves like with you know with the program or how to help out other masons and you know help out the scottish right and how can you know well
0: i think i think our message of taking care of our members uh, needs to go down to to the lodge level I think each lodge needs a, a, whatever you call it, a brotherhood fund, an almaner's fund, a hospitaller fund. There should be one in every lodge, and every lodge should be making contact with their members at least once a year. You know, uh, you said you said you're paid your dues, so you're a good mason. I agree with you. What, what defines a good mason? I said a mason that pays his dues and is proud to be a member. Definitely, because the dues-paying members feed feed the members that show up every
3: meeting. Right, right.
0: <laughs> so, but uh, I think that every every member is entitled to be contacted. He's in a fraternity. Um, we don't want to find that it, you know he's in a hospital somewhere and no one from the lodge knew or contacted him. I mean that that takes away from everything that we we knelt at our altar for. Right. So, yeah, if we can pass a message around at every lodge needs to keep in touch with every member, mm-hmm. that that would be important.
3: Yeah, well, I think uh neat little thing I saw in Gettysburg I mentioned to you yesterday, um, the brothers that attend the lodge meeting, they each reach in a fishbowl and they grab a name of someone who hasn't been at a meeting in, in 12 months. And at the next meeting, they have to, they, between the next meeting, they have to call, hopefully bring him, and if not, at least report back, you know. What the outcome was, and uh, you know it's not going to be. You're not going to contact everybody in a month, but as a year or two goes by, you're mm-hmm. going to get everybody.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I like that.
3: Uh, so, we have anything, uh, anything else,
7: any on your tour here? You're in Harrisburg today. In Harrisburg and today and tomorrow. How about then, uh, your Giving Tuesday, Michael? We head back on on Sunday, and and uh, we have a big event coming up uh, for Giving Tuesday. It's uh, uh, it's the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So you think uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you're spending money going to corporations, right? Mm-hmm. So, giving Tuesday is really the first chance you get to give to charitable organizations, um, and it kicks off the giving season, right? More uh, more money is donated in the last quarter of the year than the than the first three quarters combined, two charitable organizations, we have four incredible charities at the Scottish Rite uh, with the Grandometers Fund that we mentioned earlier, the dyslexia centers that we've also discussed. We also have two others in the Masonic Museum and Library and the Leon M. Abbott Scholarship Fund that provides funding for youth to, get to, to pay for college um, if for Masonic families, Masonic-related families, or Masonic youth groups. But we have and are embarking on our most ambitious um, goal of raising $100,000 to $150,000 in one Afternoon, um, starting at 8:32 in the morning, we'll kick it off, and we'll have a video every hour. we videos from grand masters saying you should support uh, the Scottish Right charities. Videos from even Monica Gladly, the First Lady of the Scottish Right, is doing a video to talk a little bit about her goals and what uh, you know what her passion is and why she chooses to give her money, uh, her funds, and, and anything extra to uh, to support the Grand Ambers Fund and the Scottish Right charities. So I would certainly say take a look. Uh, it's going to be all over email, Facebook, um, and of course, uh, we're going to be sending out some other, uh, mailers, but you could always give a donation to donate RITE.org. Okay. org. Um, and that's tax deductible. Uh, so
3: yeah, cause this very show, this show will be out in, um, about two weeks. Oh, good. So, yeah, it'll wow. be enough time to get that out
7: to the to the audience. I'll make sure. Uh, yeah, if we can get it out before Tuesday, then we good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can do another soundbite before Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. No, it's uh, I'm, I'm I I love I love our charities. I love what we do with the Scottish Rite. I love being a member. I'm I'm a lowly 32nd degree, right? But it's uh, <laughs> not lowly. Ninety eight percent of our members right. are 32nd. That's degree. right. And I'm a very proud 32nd degree mason. I I I every day. You saw it last night. I wear a scarf that says my 32nd degree. But I think, as Commander said, the more that we can promote, the more that we can over communicate to our members, the better.
3: Uh, One quick plug, I guess, because, well, the third person in the room said he's not going to talk, but (laughs) um, you guys are both D Malays.
7: Yes. Well, so what I, I worked for D. Malay as the executive director oh, for you years. Oh, you weren't a D. Malay? No, sir. No, sir. I, 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 unless people ask, I don't pretend to be. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, Commander, you were? I was yes. a D. Malay,
3: yes. A yeah, D. Malay boy from Crifton, Crifton-Demaray. That's right. Wow. So how long ago was that?
0: I joined D. Malay in 1970. So you've been? You're Almost like, 50
3: years. You're a 50-year mason, sort of. <laughs> sort of, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, I tell everybody I'm just a Demolay boy from Clifton, New Jersey, and uh, certainly Demolay is what brought me into the fraternity, even though my father and grandfather were members of the Lodge, mm-hmm. um, but it was Demolay that really in, you know interested me, in, and uh, the friendships I made with the Masons in the Lodge, and as soon as I turned 21, the age was 21 then, now it's 18, mm-hmm. to join in New Jersey, and I joined right away, and uh, I... I you know but demolay is still in my heart i mean demolay is where i started and and uh, I support it greatly today, and, I, and I'm lucky enough to be in this position, a sovereign
7: grand commander, where I can give D. Malay a plug whenever I can. Very nice. And D. Malay is uh, doing very well right now. It's the only really Masonic-related group that's growing. Um, just last week, they reached growth already oh, wow. for the year, with a month and a half remaining uh, for international for the international group. So more more members were brought in this year than the previous year. More members were brought in that than the previous year to that. So um, D. Malay's on a Great path I think
3: yeah I, where I grew up I never knew of d Yep. you yeah. Know,
7: like my family wasn't a Masonic family but I, I really wish I would have had it I and and that's what I, I tell all of our um, my brother masons and d Malays growing up is to tell your friends when I uh, first started working for d. Malay as the executive director I got a bunch of congratulations saying I was a D-Malay. and they were friends they were guys I played sports with they were guys that I was was in my Eagle Scout class with all of that and I just got so frustrated with them because I wish that I knew about d Malay and about Freemasonry much earlier Thankfully, I'm still a you're fairly still, young man. You're still young enough. You can I'm still a fairly young man. I, I, I might still be able well, to. I could probably sneak into a chapter, maybe. But, um, <laughs> but and, and I just want everybody to tell their friends about about Freemasonry and about Dimalay, and and that's what I continue to promote, even to today's me still serving as an advisor.
3: That's awesome, guys! Thank you both so much for your service to the fraternity. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, and uh, and for agreeing to be on our hacky show.
7: <laughs> Thanks <laughs> anytime.
3: For uh, it's been great. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You got thank it. you. Bye bye.
6: This is Jason again, and you just heard from the illustrious David A. Glatley, 33rd Degree Sovereign Grand Commander of the Ancient and Accepted Scottish Rite of the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction, and also Michael Russell, the VP of Charity and Development uh, for the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction, and our own Peter J. rogerry And uh, I was in the room too, but I had to excuse myself to go back to work. So big thanks to David A. Glatley, Michael Russell, Pete, great job. And thanks to all of our listeners for bearing through this uh, hodgepodge of a show, and uh, we'll get back to our comments about uh, the path forward and uh, what we think it means, and how excited we are at a future show. Speaking of future shows, we will be—if you haven't heard already—at the Valley of Reading for their holiday celebration, December second in the evening, recording live. Well, not recording live, but we'll be recording there. And uh, and one last shout out to the Harrisburg and for such a great uh, reunion this fall and for allowing us to use the facilities to uh, uh, talk to brother gladly and uh, brother Russell. We had a wonderful time. Without further ado, we'll time warp back to the goose and gridiron and wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are you, what are you trying to do, Larry? Uh, but,
5: but what I want to say is we, we have with us brother Dick Kenna who's been on our show and he had quite uh uh, I, I would, uh, it's hard. I'm coming, I'm having difficulty coming a up with a great moment in his a life. A great moment in his life and in his Masonic life as well. His son, Brent Kenna, was made a Master Mason last Tuesday night, and Dick was there. Dick was his guide, and I just wanted to get his uh, take on it.
1: It was, a, it was a special moment. It was a special moment for me. I know it was for him. Um, I, I. I I gained a a, a new um, respect for not liturgy. How about ritual? Ritual. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Jack. Um, It took me seven months to to learn the uh, the guide work, (laughs) and to to, to varying degrees of success. But uh, my son was thrilled. he uh, has been wanting to do this for a long time, and and we finally we finally put that all together for him and I. Uh, the lodge was was gracious enough to allow me to do the the guide work, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, it was a real special time for him and for, and for myself, and we're looking forward to his first meeting in December, and uh, it's. Uh, It's been quite a a spiritual ride. Uh, I I have a very strong uh, feeling about Freemasonry, and I think he has has drawn upon that. And my my brothers Maris and Tully have been a real big help in that as well. Uh, Larry was the second-line signer, and they they both showed up at at his third degree. And it it was really a special night, and he was surprised. At, at, at the entire third degree, and and what and what happened, especially the second half. So uh, it was uh, it was great for me. It was great for him, and uh, would would recommend it highly if you have sons to. To become actively involved in the process of the, of the three degrees and getting getting them involved in Freemasonry. I think that's awesome, and just as a little special side note here, I've
5: I've known Brent before he was born. Dick and I were neighbors 40 years ago, so we have a we have a history together, and I've watched his little guy grow up, and now he's a man, and it was it was a special moment for me as well. So
4: I've known him since before he was born. So is that Dick,
5: what
3: he said? I, really? So I is saw that...
5: him in his mommy's
1: Miraculous. belly.
3: Miraculous. So Dick, is um anybody thrown a pen? The body petitions at him yet? No, if I have
1: anything to say about it, they will not. There, there you go. You go.
4: Thank, Thank
2: you. There you go. There you go. For a
3: while. Thank well, you, Dick. Thanks. Happy
4: Thanksgiving,
1: Happy Thanksgiving. Right, Bye-bye.
2: Everybody. Pete, I've, I've got to get going, but one last question. When you leave the district, is your wife going with you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: she definitely is the better half. Uh, <laughs> yes, I've got to go. <laughs> All right, I think, uh, Larry, we're done, right?
5: Yeah, I think we're done. Take yeah. us home. Take us home. All right, uh, a little music, please. And uh, I want to give uh, special thanks to Monarch Studios for allowing us to record 40.5 and 40.75. And special thanks today to Movable Feast uh, Restaurant in Mountainville, Pennsylvania, for allowing us to record episode, really, 41. Uh, also, special thanks to Jason Lewis for the fine job he does and putting up with all of our shenanigans. And he always turns out a phenomenal broadcast. Uh, special thanks to our news director, Jack uh, Jack 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 Harley of Harley Davidson. He wishes. <laughs> I'm still waiting <laughs> and, for my and, check. And, and to our uh, and to our fearless leader, Pete Magieri, who right now is in purgatory. That's all I can say. And uh, that's that's pretty much it.
6: This is Jason Lewis. Jack Harley. Bye.
5: Larry Mears, thanks for listening. Come back.
3: Jason
1: can't
6: just leave it play. He has to try and, like, an Sorry. And, you know, just let I run. Well, Sorry. Says the guy doesn't have to deal with this later. <laughs> better than
3: that mic drop where Jeff, Jeff Moyer just embarrassed the hell of me. It was awesome, and you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which
6: All is right. good for me, but it's bad for the show. Are we on? Well, what Jeff said is, Pete, when you leave, are you going to take your scars with you? Uh, but it was a lot funnier, in which I've said it. Yeah.
4: What's the over under on whether or not we're actually going to record this episode? No, I, we're good.